This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Log in and use the code HARDPLACE with your purchase and get 33% off of your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. This is the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. I said this one out, Pat. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. And now, here are your hosts, Chris Cooner and Paul Cooner. That's right, your hosts. I am Chris Cooner. That is me that you see on the screen if you're watching either live or on YouTube. Uh, if you're not, then you probably have no idea what I look like. And let's just say that, you know, it's a safe bet for you to, to maintain that. Uh, I am a DJ with Broken FM. You can check us out online at broken.fm. Joining me today, well, joining me always, well, whenever he can. His name's Paul Gibson. What's going on, my friend? Oh, nothing. You know, just living the dream, not getting sleep, hanging out with the parents and whatnot, and taking care of the little ones. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it's been interesting, but it's, it's good, though. It's good. We're madly packing, getting ready to move to Nash Vegas, and, uh, Get ready to start a, a new life. So it'll be fun. Nash Vegas, huh? I love that. Uh, I love that term. That sounds really uh, entertaining and dreadfully bad all at the same time. <laughs> well, it all depends on who you ask, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be different, though. I mean, it, and, but it's also very cool because I've already got like about five or six people who are all like, yeah, let's get together and do coffee once you move. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So you know, I know. Cool. Uh, I know Josh Clifton from Raven Hill was looking at uh, wanting to connect with you. So that's always a good thing. Uh, wanting to meet up. He's probably going to have you be a guest on his podcast. Even I would I would venture. Um, would that be special? I have no inside information to say that that's what he's talking about. But uh, my guess is that he's looking for uh, that he's looking for somebody to be able to throw onto the schedule. So not that yeah. that's a bad thing. Not that that's a bad thing no. at all. No, not complaining, not complaining, not begging either, but I'm not complaining. You know, it's, either way is cool. So, you know, yeah. it'd, it'd be fun. I've never been on someone else's podcast before. So. <laughs> Might be fun, eh? Might be fun. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like less responsibility anyway. <laughs> well, this is a fact. You are absolutely 100% correct on that. Um, so uh, no review from Tom today. He never bothered to, to get back with me. So um, I don't have anything from Tom or Jay this week. But uh you know, that's just kind of the way things go sometimes, I suppose. We uh, we do have a new other stuff from Kirk, even though he had to bail on us to go spend time with his family. I'm, I mean, where this guy's priorities are is beyond me. Um, you know, just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My wife is actually <laughs> she she chides me gently. You, you know that when you record every Saturday. You keep us from being able to do a lot of things. <laughs> yes, honey. I know I do. I'm sorry. But yeah. this is what I do. So, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, we've got some cool, cool news to cover today. We're going to hit you with some stuff. Um, okay. So this first this first thing here, um, this band, I, I, I honestly didn't even know they were still around. So... Perhaps you can help me with this a little bit, Paul, but uh, poor old Lou has a free song to download. 
Yeah, yeah, they do. And this is one that, if I remember correctly, they they kind of put together for a um, like a fundraiser track at the time. Um, they got together and did this new song, uh, just this new song. I don't think they're doing anything more than that, or at least not at the moment. Um, but it's a great track. We featured it on the Christian Rock 20 uh, when it was new. And, uh, you know, so if you kind of put off getting it, you should grab it now. It's on their Bandcamp page. It's called The Great Unwound. And uh, it's pretty good, especially if you're a poor, poor old Lou fan. Um, you know, kind of that, kind of that alternative-y, grungy kind of stuff, you know, very early 90s sounding. But it translates pretty well on this track. So, yeah, yeah check it out. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, next article we have says that uh, Audio Adrenaline's guitarist Barry Blair who was in the band from 90 for their 92 debut album until their 96 album bloom, which bloom is still one of my favorite albums that they have mm-hmm. done. Uh, is stepping out from behind the scenes as a producer to make music on his own. And he needs your help to do it. Looking like he's going to make a brand new jazz Christmas album, a follow up to his 2008 release. And uh, that's very exciting. If you are liking jazz at all, uh, so we are looking at uh, there's an Indiegogo campaign that you can check out. Uh, I'm guessing if you do Barry Blair, B-L-A-I-R, Indiegogo, you'll probably be able to search it out or you could check it out on uh, JesusFreakHideout.com. They have an article there with a link to the uh, to the Indiegogo campaign. And they're just uh, they're just over three weeks left to fund it, and they're currently at twenty three percent. So they're looking to get to seven grand total, and right now they're just over fifteen hundred. So if you want to help them out with that, they got a bunch of good perks for that. Um, you can you can get uh, even a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so lots that's of cool pretty stuff. cool. So, Definitely, yeah, very very cool. Check that out. Well, I had this next item as a scoop, but. Uh, Apparently, they decided that that was not to be. So, Kirk, our very own, sent me a private message on Facebook this week saying, Hey, I got a buddy of mine who is friends with Kevin from New Release Tuesday. And sometime in the next month, they're going to be changing their name. But they decided to change it to be able to keep their NRT branding, and they're calling themselves New Release Today. So I thought you guys would want a scoop to be able to share on the show on Saturday. Much to my chagrin, on Thursday, I went to the website, and it is already branded as New Release Today. So, New Release <laughs> Tuesday is now New Release Today. Yeah. So much for our so scoop. So now, whenever, it cha- whenever the music industry gets it, get it, uh, gets it in its head to uh, change the release date again, they can be like, well, it's just today. So that's perfectly fine. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of thought process into that. Uh, Apparently, if you go to new release today, there is a press release on the website that details out a lot of the changes and things that are going on in that regard. Uh, So you can read their whole thought process and everything. But a lot of it was, uh, you know, they wanted to save a little bit of money, I think, in keeping the NRT logo is a key part of that. And NRT is how they identify themselves to a lot of people. The new release Tuesday right. is just, you know, that's that's the actual official name. Uh, they right. did apparently buy the domain for in a new release Friday, uh, but opted to just go with the today instead to make it a simpler transition for most people. So we uh, we wish them all the best in that. Apparently, they are trying to run a Kickstarter 
to get their um their music service over in like Europe and the UK and the last I saw is it wasn't doing exceptionally well so we'll have to see what all is going on there that's a that's slightly surprising because I, I and and if anyone from NRT is listening my apologies for being presumptuous but the impression I had gotten was if anybody in the Christian music industry or, or periphery was doing well, it was them. So I'm kind of surprised they don't have the money just laying around in a vault, you know, like Scrooge McDuck at this point. So, um, you know, like I said, that's probably being pretty presumptuous on my part, but I'd heard they were doing really well. But I guess I guess that could be a pretty lofty thing to to start off with, at least. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's um. I, you would think that it would be an easier thing, but apparently it's not. So, uh, hey, Paul, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Saint Espirit, and then we'll play the clip in just a second. All right. Now, I don't know all that much about it. I just got a press release about it. And, um, you know, they are getting signed to Dream Records sub-label called Drum Records, which, of course, is their um, EDM, um, sometimes hip-hop, because they have signed one hip-hop artist to this label as well. Um, but they're really excited evident, evidently to sign these guys. Um, so they're a duo and, uh, th- they go by the trust and Elliot Richardson. Oh no, that's the production group that's doing it. That's helping out with that. But anyway, the production group, uh, the trust and, uh, Elliot Richardson have evidently worked on, uh, things from the RX bandit and the hippos who I'm not familiar with, but they've also worked or at least Elliot Richardson has worked with Peter Fuller and the OC Supertones. So that's pretty cool. Um, wait, wait, anyway, wait, Peter uh, Furler and the OC Supertones. Now there's a combination I would actually pay money to go see. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, and then also uh, there's some remixes on this record that's going to be coming out uh, by Matthew Parker. who We, we like Matthew Parker. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, oh no, I guess it's just Matthew Parker. The, the, he was just showing other people he's done remixes for. But anyway. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that's really that interesting. They've got a single already out. They're doing pre-orders for their, uh, for their EP. I believe it's going to be, but we've got a clip. So we'll play you that because that's far more interesting than me talking about it in, <laughs> uh, you know, abstractness. So here we go. Saint Spirit with Wildfire. I don't know. It's not exactly the kind of thing that specifically speaks to me, but I'm sure it will do pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Bruce is commenting on your uh, your sync <laughs> with the audio or with the video. And uh, yeah, we know it's an issue, Bruce. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. Paul's uh, Paul's Internet likes to give him difficulties. We're hoping that once he gets to Nashville, that he'll be able to jump on board with some of that Google fiber and uh maybe make a big difference for him in that regard. So we'll uh we'll have to see what all happens uh with that. So uh as yeah. far as the saint is is it a spirit or a spree because I used to see this on clothes in the 80s and it was called esprit decor. You know, D E C O R P S. So that's why I'm curious is it a spirit or is it a spree? 
I bet it's a spirit, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah. I, and plus, uh, they've gotten slightly better in in uh, in press releases on giving <laughs> on giving uh, pronunciation where it's going to be very confusing anyway. So I'm hoping and thinking that that's correct. And if not, my apologize to um to Saint to Saint Esprit. Gotcha. Otherwise, whatever the case may be. Spirit, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, let's try and blow through the news before you uh, have Skype crash again. All right. Sound like a plan. Sounds good. Uh, if you are interested in, uh, let me see, Bryson Price, he apparently has a, um, his music collection is downloadable for free. Remix genius Bryson Price has put up his entire music collection for free download via his website. You can check out some great remixes of popular songs by Lecrae, Trip Lee, Tadashi, Chris Cobbins, Thousand Foot Crutch, and more. Now his stuff I really like, so yeah, definitely a big, big proponent of him. He's got some good stuff. Cool. We'll definitely have yeah. to uh, go check that out after the show is over. Mm-hmm. All right, Aowen is recording some new music. Industrial rock artist Aowen currently in the studio with producer Travic Wyrick, who does POD, Disciple, and The Letter Black, to make a cover of "Oh Holy Night." This is her very first Christmas mm-hmm. song cover, and promises to make it a little different than you've ever heard it before, which uh, is not difficult for Aowen to pull off in that regard because Aowen's style is already very different than a lot of other artists out there. So you would think that um, it's not going to be too far of a stretch for her to put a tweak on it that might sound very interesting to the rest of us. Yeah, she's so she's so interesting to interview because you hear her sing. And I mean, you know, she's so good i mean she's got an awesome voice got excellent control of what she does but she's got such a fun southern accent it always makes me smile a little bit yeah no it's uh that's very cool all right now whoops wrong screen chris this uh this next piece i find interesting in that um it's kind of the beginning of something possibly or it is just a big fat teaser of what will never actually happen in real life. And that is Toby Mac has revealed his track listing for his new album called This Is Not a Test. And it includes a DC Talk reunion of sorts. Mm-hmm. So Toby Mac's released the deluxe track listing of his upcoming album, This Is Not a Test. And among the special guests, there will be a DC Talk reunion on a song called Love Feels Like. Toby Mac himself was a member of DC Talk until they went on hiatus in the early 2000s. Since then, there have been few reunions and scarcely any new news from them as a group. Pre-orders for This Is Not A Test begin June 9th, ahead of the August 7th release. Now, why I say this is a reunion of sorts, from what I've been told, they were never in the studio together. They recorded this... They recorded this each separately in different parts of the country, potentially different parts of the world, depending on where they happen to be when the recording came through. Um, so there is there's nothing uh, that says that the three of them worked it out together in the studio at the same time. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes kind of a presumption that there was never anything huge to work out i i don't think that they ever broke up because they had beef with each other i, no. I just think they all kind of wanted to spread their wings a little bit i know, agree which which i get but still you know, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if this does lead to 
something eventually. And I also find it very interesting that both you and I have talked to Kevin in recent history, and this was not brought up at all. I'm a little bit disappointed in Kevin. <laughs> well, and we even tried. I'm sure he was probably under contract not to, but still. Yeah, that would be my guess. He he even, you know, we even tried to to ask him about the whole reunion idea. And, uh, yeah. you know, he said, look, it's it, there's a lot involved in order for something like that to happen. You know, Toby basically has to put his band and, and show folks uh, out of work for a while while yeah. they would do that. And Michael would have to do the same thing with the newsboys, um, yeah. you know, and that's families mouths who would not be getting fed. Now, I, you know, I mean, when when something like that gets said to me. Um, I appreciate the the sentiment, but I would think that these folks are all getting paid enough to where either a small break is not a big deal financially, or there's no other work that they could find in the meantime. Like if you're hiring quality folks to do it and you're going to take a break, they wouldn't like step out on another tour for another artist or something along those lines i mean there's like nothing they would just sit at home twiddling their thumbs waiting for toby to call and say hey we're <laughs> we're going back i mean that's just kind of that's that's the question that i'm that i'm asking and I, I don't mean to be flippant or rude or or anything in that regard it just i'm wondering how you know how that kind of lays out well and, yeah and i totally get what you mean and i think that to some extent that is probably true and my other thought is is why don't they just use the Diversity Band as the backup band? Because right. it's not like DC Talk has like a specific group of people that would have to be backing them up, you know, to keep it real. Um, yeah. Because they had kind of a revolving list of players through the years. Um, I mean, I think once they hit Jesus Freak, it was a somewhat solid lineup for a while. But even still, you know, like have them be the backup band and then have the Newsboys be their opener. It's problem solved, man. <laughs> In my opinion, they can do whatever they want for the back for the backing band, but they have to bring Sugar Bear as their bassist. That's Sugar my Bear. that's my only criteria of them getting back together and touring is Sugar Bear has got to be their bassist. That guy was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal uh, okay let's see continuing on here uh, Hillsong United debuts at number 4 John Foreman and Lifehouse follow him up or follow them up I should say Hillsong United debuted their new album Empires at oh, okay the title says number 4 yeah, but, it's really number five. But it's really they, number five. Uh, so somebody mistyped. Yeah. Okay, so Hillsong debuted at number five on the Billboard 200. 21 Pilots' Blurry Face is right ahead of them at number four. Lifehouse mm -hmm. is at number 26. 21 Pilots again with Vessel at number 70. And John Foreman's debut is at 105. So I still right. have not heard Blurry Face. I need to get my hands on a copy of that album because yeah, as do I. I have not heard it at all, and uh, I've heard really, nothing but good too. That's exactly See? yeah. One of the reasons why I actually put the story up is not so much because I care about uh, uh, Hillsong. It's it's more about the fact that I enjoy the fact that uh, Twenty One Pilots is still ahead of them on the chart. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you work. I know how you work. 
Uh, so who is Jose Moore? He is, uh, let's see, FKA, a fellow member of Lighthead, signed with Illicit Recordings and released the Between Time EP, and you can listen and download for free via SoundCloud. Yeah, and actually, I'll probably have his stuff in next week's uh, Noise Trade Pick. Okay. Um, because it's some pretty good stuff. Now, I was familiar with him when he was Othello. Um, it was pretty good stuff. I think his new stuff is probably a little bit better, but, you know, he's signed to Illicit Records or Illset Records or however you pronounce it. But anyway, um, pretty good stuff. And especially since you can grab it for free, always a plus. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Now, this next story is bound to make Paul's heart skip a beat or two. Uh, Mortification, the band, is putting their Break the Curse uh, album. It's the 25th anniversary of this album, uh, and they are going to be printing vinyl of that album. So uh, the uh, this post comes from uh, Bill Rock's website, uh, Rock's Productions. And uh, Rock's used to be very big in uh, Striper promotions. That was kind of how yeah. he got his uh, his name was uh, being very huge in the whole striper-promoting deal. Uh, It says, 1990 was a seminal year for Christian metal and some of those artists and albums that helped shape the Jesus metal movement. At the forefront of that scene and also at the front of the pack in the Christian death death metal scene was none other than the Australian-based Mortification. Mortification's Break the Curse was the band's very first demo, and it would hit the metal world by storm. This would be the band, the world's first introduction of the band that would go on to pave the way for Christian death metal bands to come. Touring the world over, releasing multiple albums and DVDs, playing in front of thousands of raging metal fans across the globe. Bold and unashamed, they would play anywhere and everywhere that would host them, never afraid to speak their mind and let the world know of their convictions. Break the Curse was the initial release that would start it all, and this release has long been out of print and much sought after and a much sought-after collectible for the Mortification fan. In 2010, Rocks Records released a very special limited edition 20th anniversary two-disc gold edition of Break the Curse, which is now out of print. Now, Rocks Records and Mortification have a very special release planned to celebrate the 25th silver anniversary of Break the Curse with a one-time pressing of 300 vinyl copies of Break the Curse. You read that correctly. For the first time ever, this classic album will be released on vinyl to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Break the Curse. A one-time, limited-edition, 25th anniversary silver edition of this seminal Christian metal release will be pressed. These packages, uh, these will be packaged in a silver and black 25th anniversary limited-edition cover using the original artwork. The vinyl copies will be in two colors, with 100 being a limited silver-colored vinyl pressing and 200 copies on black vinyl with a full lyric insert still not enough for you there's also some really cool limited edition packages available at both rocks productions and row productions in limited quantities you'll want to check these out and get in on some of the pre-order packages before they sell out in the usa visit rocksproductions.com and in europe and australia visit rowproductions.com so mortification paul ever a big uh Ever a big mortification listener? No, not even. <laughs> but the vinyl aspect of it, does that appeal to you know. at all? 
Uh, no, not really. I no? mean, it's one of those things where, sure, the fact that there's 300 of them, it'd be cool to just say, I have one of those 300. But beyond that, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, I, I've liked some of their stuff okay, but I don't know. They were always just a little bit, I, they were of, of a certain ilk that never did appeal to me. Some of their stuff is okay, but I don't know. They were, they just never did do it for me for never whatever reason. Yeah. I think they're a good band. They're they're very talented, but yeah, I don't know. But it's all right, though. It's all right. All righty. Well, a couple other things to cover before we disappear into our main topic. Well, actually, we're going to listen to Kirk's other stuff in just a second. But um, I wanted to uh, make you aware. Apparently, Red, and I don't know a lot about this, but Red has a graphic novel coming out. I'm guessing that this has uh, to do with the storyline in uh their newest album so um here is a copy of what that red nope that's the wrong button chris how about this button right here here is the cover of what the graphic novel looks like it'll be interesting to see what the actual storyline is and how this is going to pan out and play into um you know the music scene as well uh i'm personally a little bit confused as to why they opted to do a graphic novel um, so that just kind of surprises me a little bit, I guess, to say the least, but we are hopeful that, uh, that this is something that will do well for them. Uh, it just, I guess they're venturing off into some new, new areas. We'll have to see what exactly is going on with that. Uh, we have also a, uh, a new music from Striper. Yes, Striper still in the music biz and they are doing everything that Striper can to stay afloat. Keep tabs on what is going on. We always love to, uh, to see and hear what is going on with them. So, uh, thankfully Kirk was able to sneak a peek, uh, off of their website. He grabbed it for us. We now have a clip of what the new Striper music is going to sound like. So we are going to share that with you right now. And there you have it. That is the the sound of one of the tracks off the new Striper album. Uh, does that excite you at all, Paulie? It sounds good and tasty and heavy. That's all I got to say. I, I can get into that. Yeah, I agree 150%. So I'm excited about uh, what it is that that's got going on. I am going to do my best to see if I can't get Michael Sweet to come on a songwriter session with me so that we can uh, just discuss a lot of stuff um, about, you know, the history of the band, which if you read his book at all, I mean, it lays everything out, but I really want to get a, an opportunity to just kind of sit and talk to him about the songwriting process and, and how they do their thing and, and you know, what, what that's like for them. So we'll keep an ear out for that. Let's take a listen and see what Kirk has to say with his uh, other stuff. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Some folks die in offices one day at a time. In my opinion, John Foreman is a master songwriter and a very talented guitar player. 
I've been a fan of his many endeavors for years. So when he announced a new series of solo EPs, I was excited. Now, The Wonderland's Sunlight has released, but does it live up to expectations? The first thing I noticed about the new EP is that the songs are more produced. Foreman's previous series of EPs was more stripped down and simply produced. The new series, Foreman takes a different approach, using a different production team for every track. Yet, with all these fingers in the pot, Foreman is able to maintain his style and sonic cohesion throughout the EP. I read a review that called these songs good Switchfoot B-sides. I have to fully disagree. A lot of thought went into making this EP. The lyrics are more personal and introspective, and even more commentary than Switchfoot's material. And the production and music is not only good, but really interesting. So, does this EP live up to expectations? I say yes. John Foreman's new solo EP, Wonderlands, Sunlight, is available at all digital retailers. This has been Captain Kirk with The Other Stuff for the Rock and the Hard Place podcast. Thank you, Kirk. Kirk was having a hard time deciding whether or not he was going to do uh, the John Foreman album or he was going to do the new Knives, which is uh, the uh, Demon Hunter breakout. Um, I can't think of his name. Ryan Clark uh, of Demon Hunter, his side project. And uh, he opted to do this one instead, decided he would save Knives until it was closer to being out uh, or ready for public release. So um, we have that to look forward to. You know, if you like listening to music like Switchfoot or John Foreman or Knives, there is a great deal to be had at our sponsors, tweakedaudio.com. You can go there and buy a pair of headphones. And um, not only are their headphones inexpensive, but if you use the code HARDPLACE, you'll get a discount and you'll help this podcast out. So tweakedaudio.com, seven different styles, seven different colors, free shipping, lifetime warranty. And uh, you help us out by using the code HARDPLACE, all one word, HARDPLACE. And uh, it helps us out tremendously. So we want to thank Tweaked Audio for their partnership with us and encourage you guys to uh, go buy some headphones. You know, it's, uh, it's getting close to the 4th of July and everybody, everybody gives 4th of July gifts, right? <laughs> No? Sure, yes. Yes, no? of course we do. Okay. If you give 4th of July gifts, headphones make great 4th of July gifts. That way, while you're laying on your back looking at the fireworks, instead of listening to the crappy music that they play in the stadium, you can put in your tweaked audio earbuds and you can listen to your own music. Like, I have this, uh, I have this dream of someday running my own Big Sky Fireworks production and the first song that I want to use is the remix off of Metamorphosis of Thousand Foot Crutches Light Up the Sky. Oh, yeah. Saw that one coming. I- I'm all about that. Yeah. I, I will be there. <laughs> I, uh, I'm hopeful that someday someone will allow me to do 
the uh, the music production for a fireworks show like that. I think uh, I think that'd be fantastic. So, uh, hey, Paul, sure. let's uh, let's do our our song blender. Well, evidently my intro. Oh, there the we go. Rock in a Hard Place podcast presents The Song Blender. Okay. Well, that was a rocky start. Not that this whole uh, show has not been a little bit crazy. Plagued with problems. But anyway, of course, as you probably know, if you've listened to this podcast before, we're going to take a piece of a song that's rather small. We know that the song is one that Chris likes, probably knows, and has listened to before. All of those are true for this one. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna mess with it. We're gonna take a small clip. We're gonna spin it backwards. We're gonna play with the pitch and see if he can figure out what it is. And I have double checked all the clips. They are all correct this time. Oh, good! Yay! Yeah. So none of that scrambling at the last minute to actually make it sound like what it's supposed to. So anyway, <laughs> so here we go. Here is your first little chunk, and this is another one that I can see either being really easy or really hard, depending on where Chris's hat is at today. Okay. So we'll see how he does. Here we go. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Can you uh can you play it one more time? Oh, absolutely. There you go. It's not it's not one of the game face by KJ's, is it? Oh, yes, yes it is. is it? That is so fantastic. <laughs> I I am astounded. Astounded. <laughs> Wow. So now if we were to play this without the without the the pitch man, it would sound like this. And I knew you would get it from that. Yeah. But you know, if your brain was in total fart mode, then you would have gotten to hear this part. So yeah. I gotta say this uh this last album that KJ did, mental is mm-hmm. one of my favorite KJ albums. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, not only is the music really good, but the lyrics are really good, and the music's loud enough to overshadow his breathing. 